0: Hey you, welcome to the podcast. This podcast was really amazing. I had a really good conversation with Sukai Eccleston. She's the founder of casildaart.com, where she's a curator for black artists, and she does pop-ups, galleries in many kind of places, and we're going to hear more about that. So it was a really nice conversation for us to hear about what other artists of color are going through and Uh, the beauty of Black art and why she decided to just work with Black artists. Sukai is passionate about amplifying the voices of contemporary artists to promote knowledge and understand of contemporary historical narratives centered on Black experiences. Really interesting. I hope you've been enjoying these conversations. Um, I'm trying as much as I can. To bring diversity to uh, the podcast is something really important for me. We have to listen all the stories out there and the experiences and that for sure influences the art that we make. I just recently went to see Frida Kahlo in the Northern Museum of Palm Beach and was a really great experience. Um, I have to say I got a little emotional and probably if you are following me on my Instagram, you saw uh, all the pictures that I post over there on my stories. Um, it made me think a lot about things. You know, I was on a funky face that I, I had on a previous uh, podcast, and I left that place energized. It just showed me the power of art. When you see art, contemplate art, it really re-energizes you. I started to look at her strokes, and there was a lot of photographs as well, and... You know, Frida suffered a lot in her body because an accident that she had. She also had polio as a child. Um, but she kept painting and her story is amazing. I think I will talk more about that. So I hope you enjoy these conversations. And as always, if you have any suggestions uh, and if you are artists would like to come to the podcast, you know, if you have anything to comment, I would love to hear from you. You can mail me a hello at... TwoWordsArt.com As always with number two TwoWordsArt.com So i see you on the next one Enjoy the podcast
1: Welcome to the Artistically You podcast Where mixed media art is a place for all Here
0: we are going to talk about art As a mindful practice Connect with our creativity And embrace curiosity This is your host Mixed media artist Jana Oliveira Hi, Sukai. So good to have you here.
1: Oh, thank you, Jana. Thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here. Before that, I introduce Sukai,
0: and you guys know a little bit about Sukai because I drew an introduction before uh, the podcast. If you are, you know, listening to this and not watching on YouTube. But um, we had a lovely conversation on Instagram. We did an Instagram Live. And unfortunately, Instagram was not good to me that day. And we lost all of that um, thing, which was a shame because we had such a powerful and good conversation. But anyway, I'm glad that you accepted to be here to talk with me. I'm so glad because I'm so passionate about, and I think that's what the podcast is about as well, about diversity. I mean... Look at me. Look at the way I speak. I I want to have a voice because I think not just us um, Latinas, but also um, Black Asians. Um, I think in terms of art, we don't see a lot of us out there uh, speaking mm-hmm. and you know having the um, you know the opportunities that maybe uh, white artists have. So I'm so glad
1: sure, that you're here to talk a little bit about that. But
0: first, tell us where you were talking to me from.
1: Okay. So I'm based in London in the UK. Um, I am originally from Jamaica, but I came to England when I was quite a small child. So I've lived Mm -hmm. here uh, pretty much all my life actually. Um,
0: Yeah. I think people are going to think that, Jana, why do you keep bringing just UK people just because you love their accent? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes, Pretty much. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) Um, So, Sukai, tell me about the wonderful wonderful job that you do, and I found you from uh, Marina, one artist that we already have a talk here on the podcast, wonderful artist, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to put your IG here for people to see, Um, but if you're listening to this, I'm going to have all the information we're going to talk today on the notes of the podcast, and so tell us
1: a little bit the work you do, because it's fascinating. Thank you so much, Jenna. So I have a, a business called Castilled Art, and uh, I set that up uh, five years ago. But a couple of years ago, I decided to niche my business and focus on uh, promoting, hosting and curating Art exhibitions and art events and workshops to promote contemporary black art and black artists. So when I first started the business, I had a little uh, gallery and that was really focused on uh, more general, more general art. But as I say, two years ago, I decided to niche it and focus specifically on contemporary black artists, because as you say, um, there's so very little opportunities Mm -hmm. for black artists to have their work seen to get representation to have you know gallery gallery shows and so on so what i do is i'm a nomadic gallerist so i mm-hmm. don't have a permanent space so i'm which is great because it means i don't have overheads but what okay. it but the, the really great thing about it is it means is that i can take my shows anywhere mm-hmm. you know so i can obviously i, I live in london mm-hmm. uh, and most of my shows have been in london but mm-hmm. i can take my shows outside of london um, uh, to different communities, Mm -hmm. uh, different, um, you know, black communities, but also communities that don't actually get an opportunity to see, um, diverse art. Right. Okay. So I was going to say in setting up, um, Casilda and meeting the business and focusing really on contemporary black art and artists is, as I said, because there's, there's so little opportunity, so little representation of, Mm -hmm of, uh, you know, black art and black artists. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important because one, it's important for artists to get the representation because they have stories that they want to tell. And I want to be part of that, you know, um, if you like movement in getting their voices amplified um, across as many platforms as possible. So I host virtual exhibitions, online exhibitions, and obviously in person physical exhibitions, you know, to try and get the work out there. But also the second reason is that I want um, uh, young people are coming up who have aspirations to be artists or curators, Mm. to know that this is a possibility for them. Yeah. Uh, rather than think, oh well, you know, I can't do that because, um, you know, there is no there is no one that's come before me that's had success, and therefore I need to pursue a more conventional career, which has a more kind of uh, certain outcomes. Not that anything has certain outcomes, but you know what I mean—to become the lawyer, the doctor, the, the accountant, or, or whatever—and not choose something like art, which can which can be, you know, um, difficult. Mm-hmm. That's
0: awesome. So how do you see in the uk in london particularly because you live there the acceptance of diverse art by people of color
1: um well i think um two things i think i live in london and london is is so very different from yeah. the rest of the, the UK, yeah. and even in some of the large, larger cities like Birmingham and Manchester,
0: mm-hmm. okay,
1: where there are diverse uh, communities. Mm-hmm. So London is unique. Yeah, um, I guess I it's like New York. You know, yeah, e- exactly. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a good comparison. People always compare London to New York. And because we have these little, um, you know, little villages, I suppose. I mean, that's what people yeah would probably Mm -hmm. say about London, um, and they have their own, you know, communities. Mm -hmm. And the communities are diverse. So I mean, you might go to London and uh, in some parts of London, sorry, and there will be one one particular community might be represented. So for example, in Mm -hmm. East London, you might find a lot of Asian uh, people, you know, from South South Asian, like Mm -hmm. Bangladesh, Mm -hmm. uh, Pakistan, you know, that kind of thing, Asian, South Asian communities and so on and so forth. But by and large, you know, uh, London is fairly uh, diverse and, and mixed. So in terms of art, we do see um, quite a, a, a bit of um, diversity in, in art and art shows. And I think in terms of contemporary black art in the last, I'd say the last maybe five years or so, Um, black art, African art has been getting a bit of attention. Mm -hmm. And so we've seen shows in the the larger art institutions like Tate Modern, the Royal Academy, and so on and so forth, as well as in in smaller, you know, galleries or independent galleries, there's been more showing of black contemporary art, Mm -hmm. contemporary black art, I should say. Um, But having said that, Mm -hmm. there's still You know isn't it isn't it enough in my opinion there still isn't enough of it Uh, and so um, yeah definitely want to see definitely want to see more
0: well I see here for example when we I was um, getting ready here for our conversation what I was thinking is even in terms here of podcasts um, I'm a podcast junk I listen I love podcasts and i was thinking how many of these art podcasts because you know i listen to all kinds of podcasts but i of course i i listen as well art podcasts yes. how many of this i heard black artists giving interviews and i was trying to think i couldn't think of one <laughs> and <laughs> i was like that's that's not possible." <laughs> You know, because for sure we have a mm-hmm. lot of Black artists here. So it's um, yeah, it's great that this work that you do, it's helping them to get out there in a world that, unfortunately, um, the predominance of art that you see mm-hmm. and that you get exposed is not um, very diverse, at least is my opinion. But um, so... You, it's fascinating yeah. to me that you said that you have kind yeah. of a all over you don't have a physical place for an art gallery, so you work and you can be an art gallery everywhere. And we're going right. to talk about an exhibition that you are curating right now.
1: Yeah.
0: And so, the artists, yeah. do they go to you? Uh, explain to people a little bit because I think uh, most of us and most of the listeners may be not aware how this process work mm-hmm. to work with galleries, but not just, you know, to be okay. represented.
1: Okay. So, um, so I don't have a permanent space. And as I say, I'm a nobolic guys which means that I put on shows in temporary spaces, uh, pop-up spaces. And, um, the, the spaces that I host shows could be like an empty shop. So I would take over the empty shop for, um, a week or it might be a temporary gallery. So they mm-hmm. pop up galleries as well. So they they rotate their shows. Um, so they're more like a, a, a proper gallery setting. And then there are spaces, which I call my disruptive spaces. So I've shown work, for example, in a real estate or estate agents, as we call them over here, uh, office. And I've also shown work in uh, serviced offices. Mm-hmm. Um, because my main thing, my big thing is to make art accessible. I want the art to be accessible to to everyone. Yes. Yeah, as I said, I'm, I'm showcasing contemporary black art. And I want it to be accessible to absolutely everyone because the stories of those artists need to be heard uh, uh, by everyone and the work. Uh, that they're producing need to be seen by everyone. So in putting on shows in places like estate agents or in uh, service offices, it means that they're non-traditional spaces, but they but there's footfall, there's, there's traffic. So I'm hoping that, you know, that people who wouldn't normally go to an art gallery, because people are still, a lot of people are still intimidated by galleries. Um, even think- in pop-up situations, they're still intimidated by galleries because they feel that they have to have some, some special knowledge, some, some way of talking about art or whatever. Um, and it's a bit exclusive. So I want you know I want what I do to be absolutely exclusive. It's for everyone. So in these spaces, like the estate agents, etc. cetera, um, where people are going in to either buy a flat or rent a flat or a home or something like that, they will see the work. And because they're looking for their home, the work is on display they buy the work to put in their home and if not they're just looking at the work and and that's okay too um but um being a nomadic gallery means that i don't um i don't actually i have about five artists um whom i represent but most often when i when i come up with a show an idea for a show an exhibition i will do a call out or i will invite artists to come into my show mm mm-hmm. And that's how it works and so the artists that i invite to come into my show obviously i i I like their work i admire their work um you know i i come up with an idea for a theme and then i look to you know i have an idea for a show and then i look for artists whose work corresponds to that idea or to that theme and -hmm. then i invite them into the show or as i say i put a call out and i say this is the idea um send in your work if you you know, if the theme or the idea chimes with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and... it's just a great way to... Um, artists. Yes. The artists,
0: what kind of struggles do they have now?
1: Uh, well, as I say, it's... In the last few years, um, Black artists have been getting a bit more attention. Right. Um, but there are certain names, getting, there are certain names are getting the attention. But, you know, there are lots of... You, young emergent um, talented artists that are coming up and i would say that it's um it's just access to to galleries or to you know to platforms to show their work that that is the challenge really being visible having their work having their work Mm -hmm. seen Um, and then i think the um the other issue is is really i think that the the perspective the perspective i think Mm. of the gallerists or the the people or the curators who are putting on the show sometimes I think they have and this could be black curators as well Mm -hmm. that they kind of have an idea about what black art is and how black art is Mm, should be framed or Mm -hmm. is framed and how black women's art is and what it should be what it should represent Mm -hmm. and and I think that black artists generally across the board, they don't want to be pigeonholed, no one wants to be pigeonholed, right. And mm-hmm. if you're a, a woman, you want to be able to express yourself as as you feel, yes. uh, as opposed to someone saying, you know, Jana, you're a, you're a Latina, you know, or your, you know, your heritage is Portuguese, whatever. So therefore, you can only um, be creating work that expresses your Latina, uh, or Portuguese heritage, mm. you might want to, you know, make uh, art about something that's completely different it might it does not mean that the art will not be infused or imbued by your own kind of cultural heritage and background but it might not be absolutely apparent that this is the work of a woman of latina heritage right but once you start to interrogate the work you might find that you might find that there's some you know some maybe the colors that you use maybe shapes that you use maybe the way you use light maybe that might come from your your particular heritage, because you come from a sunny, a sunny climate, etc. So, you know, your use of light is very different in in your work from, say, someone who grew up up in a cold climate. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but there are all kinds of things, I think, that can then come up in someone's work that reflects their heritage. Um, which isn't always immediately apparent right. because you're not, especially if you're not creating representational work. So as a, a an artist, if you're not put, you know, you're not doing figuration, so there's not a black body on the canvas saying, or yeah, then people f- won't know specifically or directly that that work has been created by someone of colour. If it's abstraction, then it's like, well, how can I tell the cultural heritage of the person? There might be other clues, though, within the work. Yeah. And
0: we actually talked about that on the Instagram Live and we had it, right? Because there is this misconception that um, Mm. I feel that sometimes people think that black art can be just political or talking about uh, issues of race, which, yes, I think it could be. But the thing is that you don't want to be know yes. as just that we have and as you said especially it's a big big topic as women also right we are always left out women are just mm. different in art and cool. this has been i got several gallery books from Joan mitchell which i love her art and uh Joan mitchell in mm. the you know 50s in new york there was a group of just five women I just actually bought a book to read about that. They were the bravest women because they were the only ones that brave to have art shown between all the men that had art in that time. Yes. And yeah. um, so I think we have the right to have uh, political art, if you want, but that's not just what we are. We have other things that's that are tied absolutely. to yeah. us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I absolutely agree with that. And I think that... Um, yeah. Too often, if it, if you're a woman, they want you to talk about you know gender identity, um, femaleness, basically things to do with being a woman. What well, you know, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also women aren't allowed to to play with with form mm-hmm. um, and you know even genre. Do you know because I think that. Um, Um, I was talking to uh, a woman uh, the other day, a couple of days ago, I went to see her show and she's an abstract um, photographer. Mm -hmm. And and her work is really, really beautiful. But because she's an abstract photographer and she shoots buildings, she um, yeah, she shoots buildings, you know, um, and they're and they're slightly abstracted and they're beautiful because she's she's operating in a male domain then no one will look at her. she can't get any attention for her work because oh that's not what, you know, people expect her to be producing. And so she was explaining her frustration about this. And I do understand because, as I say, there, there's this idea that as women, there's, you know, women artists are supposed to be preoccupied with producing particular kind of work, which generally is around sexuality, female identity, gender, et cetera, et cetera. And if they want to just go and photograph, in this woman's case, buildings. Well, what's that got to do with being a woman? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely nothing. I just like photographing buildings and making abstract photography. Yeah. That's it. Um, and, and I think women, um, and everybody, as I say, should be allowed the freedom to express themselves Absolutely. how they choose. And if you want to be political, that's absolutely fine. And when yeah. I say political like you, I mean, you know, social activism, mm-hmm. propagandist art, um, social realist work, that's absolutely fine. And there is absolutely a place for that as well. It's just that we don't want that to be, or those those um, forms to be the only forms of expression exactly. that are open to black women or, or women. We just mm-hmm. want them to be open. We just want to be able to express ourselves as we see fit, and that's it, and it's very simple.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's.
1: But it's very simple, but it's but it's not easy because, as no, I say, no. if you want to get attention, if you want to get attention, if you want your profile to be noticed, mm-hmm. you've got to be doing the stuff that the critics, you know, the galleries, they want you to mm-hmm. do, and, it, and it's and it's circular because your freedom of expression is is stopped by the critics and the gallerists because they're saying oh we want more of this and then the the buyers the collectors are saying we want more of this and so the galleries then say to the artists we want more of this which is which is limiting an artist's creative expression yeah. because well if if you're in that game and i don't think you should be in that game particularly mm-hmm. that but that's my that's my point of view but if you're in that game as an artist you know thinking about it as a as a career and making money yeah then you will always be um making art to suit someone else exactly. i.e the market rather than to creating art that is truly expressive of what you know what you feel absolutely and that's that's a
0: dangerous path when you yeah as an artist, I think yeah, I agree. If I go to that path, I would lose, I would lose the soul of my work because yeah. at that point, you are not an artist yeah. anymore. You are just mm. someone that wants to sell something, and and also I think, it continues yeah. to give power to galleries to control what kind of art people have to buy. Absolutely, yeah. I think I have trouble sometimes with galleries. Is that you know, they kind of do that little circle and it's hard to penetrate. And I think they are right. people to just buy the same art to, from the kind of same artists and not expanding. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Views. Yeah, and the job of the gallerist is to, is to take, uh, I think, to take risks. Yeah, yeah. you know, a, a gallery is a commercial enterprise okay exactly. so they do need to sell and to make money but i think the job of a gallerist is to take risk and so to bring art to the attention of people that people might think oh i, I don't quite understand that. i don't right. i don't know what that artist is trying to do but the point is you're educating the public about you know these different forms of expressions or these different artists whether they be black women latina you know gay Um, whatever, you know, it's the job of the galleries Mm -hmm. to bring those um, different expressions into their spaces, but they don't because they're on this kind of, again, this this kind of commercial treadmill, you know, treating art as a commodity as opposed to as a form of expression.
0: Yeah, and we see that even with artists that are not in galleries, but... um... There are artists that I see sometimes that you can see that they are always yeah. doing the same palette of colors and the same style and the same style because it sells, right? Yeah. And which is fine if you are because just in, sells, in, yeah. if you're just interested in that. But as artists, we have to evolve. I cannot yeah. be using the same color would be it would be insane to me. It just would like make me <laughs> nuts. So yeah, right. You know, no. <laughs> unfortunately as an artist sometimes you have to think like do i want to grow as an artist and and do what is right with my soul what do i want to just sell you
1: yeah know? and I, yeah and that's for each individual artist to you know to figure out because you're absolutely right i mean i do go to to art fairs as well um mm. you know some of the more um you know not the big ones like the Basel's and so on but the you know the local ones yeah. um and, um, and they're more commercial, those you know those fairs. Yeah. And you do see, and they're, and they're very commercial galleries there as well, and a lot of the time they have the same type of art. So yeah. I remember, um, yeah, you know, so butterflies. I'm, I remember there was this trend in butterflies. So almost <laughs> all the galleries at this particular art fair that I went to one year had uh, quite a lot of butterflies and um, Or, or or books and videos that were stacked on shelves, looking like a sort of um, a shelf that you would have in your in your room. The Mm -hmm. art was the 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 videos or the books stacked. I don't know if you you've seen that, but there was definitely a trend in that. And every time every gallery uh, booth that I went to had something like that: butterflies, flowers, and these uh, these uh, stacking uh, stacked books. And stacked yeah. videos, DVDs rather. I see, rather
0: I see videos, there is DVDs. a very hot trend, at least here in the United States now, for yeah. abstract art. I mean, abstract art, always yeah. were big, but right now it's like everybody just being nuts and coarse. It's like I'm receiving ads non stop about um, abstract art, which I love. Abstract art, I try to do. Are you saying there's a
1: trend to, towards it or against it?
0: Towards towards like pushing oh. people to learn more mm-hmm. and to sell more abstract art mm-hmm. saying that abstract art is what sells and mm-hmm. I can see um, here in the galleries that there is more abstract art for selling like I was at um, Target also that which is not a gallery, it's just a store but sells yeah. art you know like uh, mass produced art but I was noticing that 99% of the art they had there it was abstract art and, yeah. and it's been this push, which is kind of like, huh, you know, I love abstract and I I, I actually just did some piece of abstract, but I that's not just what I want to paint.
1: Yeah, um, it's, it, it, it's that's, that's interesting, actually, because I think that the abstraction uh, has always been, you know, you know popular.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think when people are buying art for their home, I think abstract art is easier for people to buy to put in their homes if they're buying it just for decorative purposes, mm-hmm. as opposed to for for investment purposes. I think mm. abstract art is, is definitely more popular. But what I've seen here is that there's a kind of a bit of a split, really, because in terms of the African um, uh, art, mm. and, and I'm talking about African art from the continent now, mm-hmm. um, even black British art. Okay. There's a lot of figuration. Um, there's very little abstraction. Now, some people might be, be working as kind of abstract, expressionist artists. Okay. So it's not wholly, uh, abstraction, you know, there is some figuration in the work, Mm -hmm. but, but a lot of artists here are working with figuration and not abstract art because, um, that's what the market demands, or maybe we're just in a cycle. Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. art goes in yeah. a cycle.
0: And yeah, there was a time here, that and was maybe more you know
1: we're just in this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know it does go in a cycle. But at the moment, I would say for um, there was a trend here for figuration, and on the global market for African art, there's a demand for figurative works, not mm-hmm. not abstract works. So mm-hmm. artists are really not getting okay. much of not much attention.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so yeah, it's it's, it's, a yeah. Little, it's a little different, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Before we talk about your exhibition that you're going to have, let me just talk about the fun yeah. part of your job a little bit, because it must be so yeah. much fun to just go around and look for art <laughs> and <laughs> see the art of all these artists and be in contact with all these artists. Just tell a little bit just about the fun of your work. Yeah, it me.
1: must I, be I, so I, fun. I, <laughs> the best bit that's the best bit. if I could just do that bit that that'd be wonderful I mean I love going to art exhibitions and you know I probably do um two or three now that we've opened up again yeah I probably do two or three two or three a week and oh, uh, nice. and it's really wonderful I uh, yeah I love to I loved going to art exhibitions and you know not just contemporary black art but just art exhibitions wow. um and that is definitely the fun part of it and meeting meeting the art. Mm-hmm. And seeing their work and talking to the work and just discovering um, new talent as well, you know, it, yeah. it's it's the most ex- it's the most exciting uh, part of it. Yeah. I love it when I when I when I meet some young person and you know they're just starting on their artistic journey and i can see just how super talented mm-hmm. so when i discover people i'm just su- super excited i want to bring them into my shows um so that's just the best bit And when people reach out to me as well and they you know their work is exciting and mm-hmm. uh innovative and, and and so on i i i just love that that's the best bit so you know so i'm going to exhibitions and fairs and, and i'd say in london we're we're, we're pretty Pretty well served for yeah. uh, for art uh, and seeing art and, and things like great, that. So yeah. no no, um, no no complaints, no complaints there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're, they're the best bits going going to see the art, going to previews and things like that, and meeting people, talking to really interesting people.
0: Isn't that part of the job also for you to always be curating and finding people? Um,
1: yeah, it, it's definitely it's part of the job. I mean. At the moment, in terms of what I do, I do my, I do all the curation for my, in, you know, for Castilled Art, but I don't want to, to always uh, curate. I, I'd love to, you know, bring on uh, younger curators, independent curators and have mm-hmm. them curate, curate a show for, for me, for Castilled Art, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't have to do all the curation okay. at all, but I do love curation because I do love curation because curation for me is... Uh, about storytelling and different curators I know have different approaches to story to to, to have they put exhibitions together mm-hmm. but for me it's about storytelling I start with this idea um, and then I I find the work that can help me um, you know tell the idea to you know th- you know uh, through the works and so I bring the artists into the exhibition and I think mm-hmm. I might have tried to explain it to you this way when we were on our insta live uh, chat is that i see myself as the you know like the film editor or the or the book editor probably mm-hmm. more of a book editor than a film editor but but you know a, a book editor with a, like a collection of essays or chapters or whatever and there is a story there's an overarching theme or story or narrative and then the different artists they have their own chapters within mm-hmm. the book and they tell their own specific story, right. but then there is this. Um, but when you read the book, you see that there's this sort of um, there's this coll- you know collective vision that that the artists that they share, mm-hmm. and uh, that is the you know the story that I'm trying to you know trying to tell through mm-hmm. the curation. Um, yeah, and the other thing is, I just love color as well. I love color, so all my exhibitions are always really, really colorful. Yeah,
0: I love.
1: Um, and people always comment on that. Before. Yeah, I, I love color uh, because for me, art should be should give you joy. That's what oh, I think. Art absolutely. should give you joy. So absolutely. yeah. So I tend not, yeah, I tend not to curate shows that have um, that are that are dark. Not that I don't like dark art or art that's more dark. It's just that. I am, you know, running these selling events, the exhibitions are commercial events, and I want the work to sell uh, mm-hmm. for myself as much as I want them to sell for for the artist. Mm-hmm. And and I think the people who come to my shows, they are looking, um, you know, for something decorative, but they're also looking for uh, works that they can buy that will, that does have some investment appeal.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And... Uh, i would encourage people to um follow your instagram i have here on the screen but just so people that are listening is african art okay. finder at instagram and i'm so glad that i found you because through you i can follow other artists uh, you know black artists yeah. and there's yeah. so much amazing work like you just posted Absolutely. one of this portrait and it's just like wow you know is I'm um, yeah so is that rash. the one for Bola?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Just I so mean amazing. that is stunning, is that amazing, anything? and amazing. I'll tell you, she she is Bola. I think is twenty five years old.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: And that Can people can't see it, but the the work it's a portrait of um, uh, an actress called Michaela Cole, British actress called Michaela Cole, mm-hmm. and it's composed entirely of fabric. All of it is fabric. All the detail that you can see, the shadow in the the eye makeup that she's wearing, it's all fabric. There's no paint there. It's all fabric. And look at the detail of it. It's so intricate. She is such an amazing talent. And I've been watching her for a couple of years now. And her work has just improved so much. She's really honed her technique and found her style. And um, yeah she's coming to my exhibition some of us are brave next month
0: okay so let's talk yeah. about the exhibition some of us are brave and you can know more information if you go to castildaart.com for us that are listening i'm going to put on the notes but it's c-a-s-i-l-d-a-r-t.com so tell us about uh, some of us are brave because i love first of all this title is amazing
1: Thank you. Uh, Yeah, so Some of Us Are Brave uh, is an exhibition that uh, showcases the work of 10 emergent uh, black artists. Uh, Most of them are from the UK, but we've just talked about Bola, and Bola is actually in Nigeria, and she lives in Nigeria. And the exhibition uh, explores feminine form and function in the work of black women. And what I mean by that, the feminine is not to do with being female is to do with how the how the feminine is represented in the work and that could be the composition it could be the the the, the, the visual language um it could be you know textures shapes forms etc um how is that represented in, in in their work and the work is is really diverse and you can see how these mm-hmm. different women um, represent the feminine in their work, and and then we're looking at form, and we're looking at function as well. Mm-hmm. So in terms of function, it's how what what is the purpose of the work? And we touched on this briefly in, in, when we were talking. Well, quite a lot actually, when we were saying what what is the purpose of art, and what what are what what sort of work should should women be doing or creating? Not should be rather, but but can they create? Um, And and why do they create the art that they create? And so, you know, we've got um, um, an artist in the exhibition and her concern is around climate emergency. Mm -hmm. So she's an abstract artist, but she's talking about climate emergency. So she wants to engage you in that conversation about climate emergency and how complicit we are in the destruction of our planet. So her work is is stunningly beautiful, um, but what she's what what she what she's talking about in her work is climate change, climate emergency. Mm -hmm. And then on the other spectrum, we have another artist, Simone Brewster, who is also an abstract artist, although there's more figuration in her work. And her work is about, you know, the the female body and the tension that exists between kind of being strong and being, you know, being beautiful. And as a black woman, sometimes you can't be well I mean she she calls it strong, the tension between strength and and beauty. Mm-hmm. for a black woman, those two things are kind of almost dichotomous, right? Mm-hmm. If we go back to the title of the exhibition, some of us are brave, um I called it that because i was it wasn't my title. I can't claim I can't claim that, but mm-hmm. I took it from a book uh, of the same title, uh, which was published in nineteen eighty two and this book uh, really talked about the way. Uh, black women and women of color were mm-hmm. marginalised uh, um, by men, black men and white women. When we're talking about race and gender issues, okay, black women, yes. women of colour, just just did not come into the conversation. Whenever we're talking about sexism or feminism, it was always white. Women. When we we're talking about racism, it's always about black men and how it affected them. So, in calling this exhibition, some of us are brave. Um, I'm calling attention to the fact that black women, even though they are marginalized, they take up their own agency, yeah, to do the work that is important to them. And the work that's important to them is creating art, but also, you know, um, um, expressing their ideas, whatever that is, whether it's climate emergency or it's about the female body or it's about family. And you know women's role within the family and so on and so forth. They are expressing ideas that and their stories and their experiences through their practice. Um, and as we've talked about the fact that you know women get sidelined, you know, um, and, and pushed into corners. But these women are saying, you know what? We're going to take the centre. We're going to take up the centre, and we're going to we're going to we're going to use up this space because we deserve to be in this space. And we're going to create the work that is meaningful to us. And that's what, and that's why some of us are brave. That's why it's called some of us are brave.
0: Oh my gosh, it's such a good, I think a vision. And I have to say, I was, while you were speaking, I was trying to uh, bring a photo here because there is this artist uh, that is in the exhibition. Her name is Caroline.
1: Uh, Oh yeah, Caroline Chinatwe
0: yeah oh my gosh her art is just amazing stunning amazing yeah and i was just like oh my gosh it's such a as you said there is this vibrancy in the colors but it is just so unique it's just so unique yeah
1: yeah, Caroline, so her name is Caroline yeah. but Caroline is one of the uh, artists that I've brought into this uh, reprised show of Some of Us Are Brave um, because, as I said, I, I first opened the show in July 2021 and it was so popular, people were asking me to bring it back, so I brought it back and, it's, and it opens in September in Stratford in London. And Caroline is one of the artists I've, I've brought into this new show, The Repressed Show. So Caroline works, uh, it's is kind of mixed media collage. And as you yeah. say, a use of color is bold and vibrant. And this series that you're looking at is her new art series. It's called Colorism.
0: Yeah. And Caroline,
1: Caroline's background is in fashion. So she works as a fashion stylist for, um, you know, magazines like Vogue and so on and so forth. And what she found when she was working as a fashion stylist is was that the lighter skinned models always got the gigs mm-hmm. um, over the the, the the darker ones. And then the dark the dark the darker skinned models would be um, used in more editorial type shoots. So, you know, the black models were the, the female models that is, not the men. Mm-hmm. They were presented yeah. as kind of, you know, tribal kind of what's the word I'm looking for? Um Oh gosh, the words escapes me now, but but definitely tribal and primitive, primitive. That's what mm. I'm looking for, primitive. Do you know what I mean? with um, marks on their faces, tribal marks on their faces, you know, Mm -hmm. setting jungles and so on and so forth. So that kind of speaks to this idea that black women are kind of primitive, you know, or exoticized and so on and so forth. Do, do, Do you know what I mean? Whereas the white models, they would be given kind of catwalk shoots. They might be selling perfume. They might be draped over a car or something like that. But, you know, the black models are, as I say, they're presented as, you know, almost like, i wouldn't say savages but they're definitely more primitive more tribal um and and so on so she saw that and she did not like it and then also she saw that um, yeah there we are great so that one's called unity and and so so communities like asian communities african communities there is this issue of colorism and colorism promotes a lighter shade over a darker shade a lighter Mm. skin tone over darker skin skin tone, so we talk about you know light skin privilege or something like that, and it's really pernicious and 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 dangerous because those with 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 lighter skin you know get get better access to you know to jobs and if it's as I say if it's modelling you know they you know they're they're considered to be more attractive than models with darker. Skin. This is for females, not for men. Men, it's a completely different. Um, you know set of circumstances but for black models black female models she noticed that they weren't getting the gigs in the same way as their uh lighter skin counterparts and then as i say they were editorialized so primitive you know whatever and the blackness was always accentuated in terms of the photography so even if the model wasn't as 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 dark as uh, as they you know it wasn't that dark in the in the in the photography the the black was accentuated in like in Photoshop to kind of accentuate the point about the primitive nature of these um, models. So she wanted to challenge that through this particular series, and so she's disrupting this idea that 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 colorism um, is was well, well really to, to to counteract the negative impact of of colorism and to say that all skin tones, light, dark, is is equally valid and equally beautiful. So that's the um, intention behind that particular series. But as you say, it is beautiful. It is beautiful, the artwork is very beautiful.
0: So um, because you know the podcast stays there and some people are gonna listen yeah. to this long time from, from yeah. now, is that a way that on the website if they check um, you know, after the exhibition is gone, to know a little bit about this exhibition that happened and the artists, to check the artists that were in the exhibition?
1: Yeah, so the exhibition will um, is going to be online um, so even when it finishes it will still be available online for, on my website okay. to to look at. Um, this particular exhibition, Some of Us Are Brave because it was so popular, will be moving around mm. so when it finishes in Stratford in London at the end of October it actually goes to Oxford uh, which is outside of London mm. um, but that's mm. not until next March so mm. <laughs> not the next March but the idea is to tour it around the UK because mm-hmm. as I said I'm a nomadic gallery so yeah. I can and then as I tour it I, I you know my ambition is to bring in more artists new new artists So, if i'm in in oxford for example Mm -hmm. if i can find some black female artists who are living in oxford who want to come into the show i can show them in the exhibition and just giving a lot more access to as i say emergent talent
0: yeah there is also a beautiful portrait of brianna taylor
1: yeah yes she that was in the first it's not in the stratford exhibition that was in the july exhibition mm,
0: okay because i was on the website and, at uh, that was beautiful yeah
1: i mean it's still it's still yeah it's still available to purchase um through um signature african art so when i had it in the exhibition that was on um that was with their permission you know, they had they gave it to me on loan to sell, And the great thing about that particular portrait, if it is sold, is that all the proceeds, absolutely 100% of the proceeds, will go to support the uh, Bruna Taylor family in the U.S.
0: Yeah, yeah I saw that. Um, it is so amazing that you got all these women that, I mean, you guys have to check the website and to see the artists because there's so many amazing nice. artists. And I get so excited. Yeah, and it's
1: so diverse. Yeah, exactly. And so diverse
0: Exactly. Yeah. So, I was going to say unique, but it's so diverse. Like women that do things with fabric, women that do collages. And as a mixed media artist, my heart gets happy because it's so hard to see people using paper or fabric. And I love when you mix things like that. Um, Yeah. And it's. it's it's very unique. I haven't seen this okay. kind of arts.
1: Yeah, and you know what what's really important as well is that um, going back to the point about what women are allowed to do. Exactly. Is that is that it's okay to you know to use textiles or paper and and, and uh, mixed media, but often the kind of work that women do, you know, like quilting, uh, yeah. uh, working textiles it's not validated Mm-mm. it's not elevated to the same status as fine art and oh. and you know and that's because men don't value it because it's what women do but i'm saying that the artists who work with fabric like like bola that is skillful yes that's really skillful and um and it to me it's as good as any uh, fine art Paint, uh, male painter oh, out there. Do you know what I mean? It's absolutely uh, wonderful. Um, so it's, again, it's just elevating the work that women do to the same status as the work that, I mean, we know it's we know it's the same. We know it's the same. We know the quality is the same or, yeah. uh, or as good as. Um, it's just that, you know, they don't see it. Yeah. But we see it. And so, so the work that I'm doing is also, as I say, to just put women's work in the foreground so people can really see the 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 talent that there is i
0: have another one here if you're on youtube you can see this uh, pieces of art this is a working gouache it's just amazing the detail and the tiles and and you know it's it's so refreshing um because i i have to confess sometimes here in the united states things are so the same sometimes and people are as i said in this abstract wave that people are doing the same thing yeah and it make us as artists like you know i like to do some things that i think are i would say not sellable but it's Is what I feel in my heart, in my heritage. And sometimes I feel, I have to confess, I feel dismotivated because it's like, are people seeing different things? Are people willing to support different things? And when I see things like that, art like that, it's like, yes, there are people doing different things out there. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Amazing, amazing detail in gouache. And it's amazing <laughs> how she can it's work so beautifully in, uh, in. Beautifully, yeah. yeah. And
1: this is a textile textile mixed media artist as well. So this uh, original is on. By, um,
0: yeah, I can see how she is influenced by fashion. Yeah, yeah she did,
1: absolutely. Because she, she she studied textiles and fashion at university, and then did fine art. Nice but out. but yes, yeah, so, so this artist is called Helena appio mm-hmm. and she. Um, She works with the Nigerian. She's British Nigerian. Mm -hmm. So she works with the Nigerian fabric, which is called uh, Adiri uh, fabric. And then she she paints using ink and and, and gouache onto the fabric. And a lot of the symbols that you can see, um, the motifs, have uh, meaning from her Yoruba culture, which is, you -hmm. know, the Nigerian culture has um, meaning. Um, I don't know... Or the, the meaning behind each of the, you know, the, the motifs that she has in each of the paintings. But overall, the, um, the work, that there are six um, paintings in, in the exhibition. It means that the viewer, the person who looks at the painting, should have good wishes bestowed upon them. That is the intention behind the work. Um, so, I mean, I really love that. But it's also about myth-making. It's about the importance of women within uh, the Yoruba culture as well mm-hmm. that she's, um, you know, that she's, you know, talking about, you know, in her work. Mm-hmm. So lots of, you know, lots of different things. But as I say, one of the 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 things that I love about the, the artists that I'm working with or the, the art that I choose to come into my exhibitions mm-hmm. is that, if you just want to look at the work and just fall in love with the work because you just think it's beautiful that's that's okay too do, mm-hmm. do you know what i mean yeah. you don't you don't have to have a discourse about the work if you look at it you will see that there are things going on in the work but if you well, just want to look at the work and appreciate i didn't know them, the
0: background that you told me yeah. and i thought it was beautiful
1: yeah and i think that's i and think I that's appreciate important. the
0: details yeah I appreciate the details yeah every mm-hmm. single detail you see in a piece of art is the artist's mm-hmm. hands doing it right yeah so yeah it's, it's appreciated i love this richness it, as i told you before it makes me remember a lot of art that i see in brazil you know yeah. brazil is a country that has a lot of black people you know a large yeah. number of people don't know that but it's you know the second mm-hmm. after the united states but uh, people when i say that they get like surprised because they have this notion that the united states has a, the biggest population You know.
1: Um, Brazil has the largest number of Africans living outside of Africa.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's pretty huge. And it's so yeah. intrinsic in our heritage. And in yeah. music and, mm. you know, samba came from them. Brazil is known yes. as samba and it came from them. Um, mm. it, and the art as well. A mm. lot of art, food, a lot of food, you know, the mm. typical of Brazil mm. is from black people yeah yeah um yeah mm. a lot of similar kind of art um and yeah. i have as i told you before i have actually um i always when i go to brazil i buy works of art related to our uh, black mm. heritage because this is i don't see, you know in Brazil is different i don't see it as black heritage i see as part of a, my heritage because i grew up yeah. with that kind of stuff yeah. and I have one that is from Africa that I bought on a auction for to help the it was a village that they need uh, lights so mm-hmm. uh, it's lights of hope, something like that and I bought mm-hmm. a original um, African piece, huge, beautiful mm-hmm. uh, it came on this really light fabric, they painted on a really light fabric, not on canvas um, mm-hmm. because I don't know if they are, have access to canvas there but um, it's it's amazing. It's amazing. Is it blue? The, the fabric? fabric? No, it's yeah. black. Oh, okay. It's almost like silk, to tell the truth. Oh, okay. and my, how he painted on this fabric. <laughs> it's amazing. And there's this yes. African women holding the pot on their hand yeah. on their heads and um, I love mm. that piece. And yeah. And one of the things I wanna go when I go to Brazil actually, my sister maybe she'll be able to come as, you know things are opening. And I told her, I'm going to buy art from indigenous because this is also a population very uh, disregarded. And yeah. Brazil also is a huge population, huge heritage. And uh, I found the artist that he just paints, um, uh, mm-hmm. indigenous people. So I told my sister, I'm going to buy. So you bring it to me because I want to have that big on my, on my house. Um, my father yeah. uh, actually is descended from indigenous, um, so, you know, he had okay. a beautiful color that I unfortunately didn't, I didn't get. I got from my mother's Portuguese side. Um, yeah, but my father was indigenous.
1: It's all, it's all good, John. It's yeah, all good. Yeah.
0: But yeah, he was indigenous. And his, uh, his name is kind of every time I said his last name, I think people are like, because oh, his name is um, indigenous name. Um, so I have yeah. that very strong in my, I grew up with that kind of stuff. And so to yeah. me, it's kind of, you know, it's normal. It makes sense. And I wish I could yeah. see more of it. So Sukai, mm-hmm. it was so amazing to have you here again. Oh, thank I, you. Again. It's yeah,
1: good for having put,
0: me. I'm going to put all the details. Please, I, I tell you guys, you won't be disappointed to go to her Instagram and find all these amazing artists. I hope that I can contact some of them to come to the podcast. It would be amazing to have some of oh, them here. Yeah, yeah. For example,
1: sure. I can, uh, I can, I can definitely reach out to them.
0: Yeah, it, I would love to go deep dive on this beautiful art yeah. that they make and the process and the history. It would be amazing. Yeah, I think I people think, would yeah. love that. And I think that's
1: a great idea. Jana. So,
0: how people can find? I'll put here again, but okay. just tell them. So,
1: so um. So if you're in London, the exhibition is in Stratford and it opens on the 8th of October and it runs until the 30th of October. Mm -hmm. And to accompany the exhibition, we've got two great talks. We've got one on the 9th, which is on colorism. Mm -hmm. And on the 29th of October, we have a conversation about abstraction. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we're looking at... (laughs) We're looking at, obviously, we, as I said, we've got a couple of artists in the exhibition who are abstract artists. And so we're looking at why they choose abstraction as a form of expression. Oh, wow. uh, and not to, com- not to compare it with figuration, because I don't know if that's particularly helpful, mm-hmm. but just why I choose abstraction as a form of expression okay. uh, as as women mm-hmm. and what that means. Um, so that's on the 29th. And then if, um, and for all the information about uh the exhibition and the talks they can go to uh either my website which is casildart.com and that's on the the screen or they can go to the link in my bio and they can find all the information about the exhibitions and the talks and the catalog for the exhibition and everything Mm -hmm. it's all there in linktree
0: yes and for the ones that are listening uh, her ig is african art finder and mm-hmm. I'll for sure put everything in the notes. And, uh, um, yeah. Sukai, thank, thank you so much. It's uh, thank you, Julia, it's such I, a pleasure. I hope we can do this again because I think I could talk to you for long hours, I don't know why, but thank you. we uh, it just
1: seems to be a very easy conversation, really. It doesn't even feel <laughs> like a podcast. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, that's the goal of it. So everybody yeah. comes afraid, and it's like, oh, it was easy, <laughs> yeah, it a, a conversation. But I I just love talking to you. I think you have so much vision of what's out there. So uh, it's, I think people enjoy a lot this conversation and I thank you.
1: Thank you so much, Jana. It was a real pleasure. Thanks for having me again. All
0: right.
1: Thanks for listening. Check episode notes at the number two, worldart.com slash blog. Connect with Jana on Instagram at Jana
0: underscore two worlds. And make sure to receive our artful insights by signing up at bitly slash join two worlds art.